Hey folks, welcome to Culture Jacked. I'll be your host today. It's me, Dustin. Um, and today on the show, we are going to talk a little bit about the legacy of Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, for those of you that don't know, um, hopefully I'm not, I'm not the one breaking the news uh, to you, but um, American actor Chadwick Boseman has passed away. He passed away on August 28th of this year, and he left behind a pretty significant uh, legacy. Now, for listeners of this podcast, you'll know that Anthony and I are really enshrouded in, we're really, um, we really just like to soak in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DC Cinematic Universe, cool tech movies, um, things that have a supernatural feel to it. I know Anthony likes a little more of the serious drama, which... You might be surprised to know, aside from Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman did a, a good deal of that as well. And and so whenever a tragedy like this happens in that, in that sphere of things, well, we feel it's only right that we, we talk about it and... and um, just, I don't know, pontificate on the impacts of it a little bit, I guess. And so I wanted to start kind of in remembrance of Chadwick Boseman, kind of talking about what that character means uh, to people, to an entire culture of people, and what uh, that character means to me, especially his portrayal of that character, of King T'Challa and the Black Panther. And when it comes to representation in movies, if you if you couldn't tell by my voice or haven't seen a picture of me, I'm a pasty white boy. And so I have never had an issue with representation in movies. I never knew what the big deal was about why a character has to be of a certain uh, skin tone or ethnicity to be cast in a in a movie, why that was important, because it didn't it didn't affect me. It doesn't affect me in the way that it does other races and cultures. Now, I say that having my real first realization uh, during Wonder Woman, and there was it was either a picture or a video of a little girl meeting Gal Gadot, uh, who played Wonder Woman in that, in that movie. And the excitement on her face, having this awesome superhero, Wonder Woman, awesome movie, by the way, um, the best the DCEU has put out. But the excitement on this little girl's face, having a superhero that uh, was the same gender as she was, the same sex as she was, that was like kind of the eye-opening moment for me where I was like, oh, there aren't a lot of female superheroes. And so that's representation for one half of the population right there. 
And though it doesn't impact me, I, I can feel the impact of that representation for that little girl on, on screen. Now, Black Panther, that movie hit the zeitgeist hard. It had a nearly all-black cast, and it, it wasn't the first black superhero. I mean, Wesley Snipes played Blade. There was another one before that. I, I can't recall off the top of my head. But this was, this was the big time. This was the Marvel Cinematic Universe with a nearly entirely black cast. And so, well, it it was not my number one Marvel movie. I can I can recognize, and I can be objective enough to see the resonance and the importance of the representation that that movie had for an entire group of people. And Chadwick Boseman was the Black Panther. When you think about characters in popular literature or in movies or in film or comic books, there will always be uh, portrayals of that character or certain iterations of that character, if maybe it's a book, that will stick out in your mind and you will forever compare that iteration, that portrayal of the character um, back to that, that base, that one. So if you read the Harry Potter books and you, based on the author's description and the, the combination of that and your own wild imagination, you created Harry Potter in your mind and you had an idea of what Harry Potter looked like. And so when the movies came out and Daniel Radcliffe as a small child uh, premiered as Harry Potter, you said either, yes, that is the Harry Potter that I had envisioned in my mind or no, they, they cast that incorrectly. And the same could be, be uh, held true to the reverse. Like if you went and watched the Harry Potter movies first and, and you saw the little boy being Harry Potter, and then you went and read the books. Well, maybe that maybe your new your baseline is the movies. So in the books, when you were reading about Harry Potter, your imagination plucked that kid from the movies out and put him right in the book. Or if you're me, you just watch the movies and that's just it. <laughs> um when it comes to superheroes. I have a few baselines that I go by. The animated Batman show from the 90s. Every other Batman that I ever see will forever be compared to that animated Batman. Same thing with the X-Men. My brothers and I used to get up early on Saturday morning and we turned on the Fox channel to see X-Men, the uncanny X-Men. And... um so every time I see them in any iteration, whether it's the comic books or whether it's uh, a live action show, I will forever think of that Saturday morning cartoon and I will forever compare 
any any iteration or version of Wolverine to the one that was on that Saturday morning cartoon. Live action, when it comes to these live action Marvel movies, Dr. Uh, Stephen Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, I did not have a great deal of exposure to the good doctor, not as a child, not as a young adult, and so Benedict Cumberbatch will be that quintessential Doctor Strange for me. And every iteration I see, whether I read the comics, I'll say they did it better, they did it worse than um, he did in the movies. And so I say all that to say this, that T'Challa and Black Panther, every iteration that I see of this character from now on will be, uh, will be compared to Chaz- Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of the Black Panther in these movies. I know Anthony and I have done podcasts. I think we've done podcasts about it. Maybe we've just talked about it, but I know we've talked about how, how strange it is that we as a general population develop such an affinity for we develop such an affinity for movie actors and celebrities and um, people that we've never met before. And that when they, when they, they pass or when something tragic happens to them, we feel as if a family member or a friend um, has just gone through that event. And it's a, it's a bizarre thing. Like objectively, we don't know the person, and why? Why don't we feel bad for every single person that that passes away? Ever? I mean, we do. I mean, that's a that's an existential conversation. If I ever did, he'll, you know, if you step on a a bug, was it your ancestor? The this phenomena, I have tried to be as objective as I can when there's passings. Um, but a couple have hit me pretty hard. Uh, Robin Williams, he hit me pretty hard, and then Chadwick Boseman, he he's hitting me pretty hard. For I I don't know what it is about him or this character, a character that I had no other recent experience with. Like I didn't know who Black Panther was. He didn't appear at least often, according to my memory, in those X-Men cartoons on Saturday. I I wickied him up before before I began watching uh, Civil War to know who he is, know a little bit about him. But his death is hitting me pretty hard uh, as well. I don't, and I don't, maybe it's because I know that he means so much to so many. Um, Maybe it's the fact that his his cancer that he he finally finally uh, was killed by affected him for so long and and no one in the public eye knew about it the he did a uh instagram live or or some other type of live stream where he was looking very frail and skinny and um people were concerned about him but it was it was a very sudden thing. It was like one of those things where, you know, 
it's it's retweeted or it's shared that this actor has passed away and you go no way and you google it and then sure enough there's the actor going no uh <laughs> despite the 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 public belief to the contrary i am not dead i am still alive i thought it was one of those the first time i saw it but uh he kept it hidden he kept it secret he kept it private which is am- amazing in this world of sharing and oversharing. But he battled through cancer while he was making some of the most beloved movies of, I'm sure, my life. I'm sure they will be some of the most beloved that I ever see. And he was, he was in a, a very personal battle, um, with cancer the whole while he was going to see children as black panther who had terminal diagnoses as well at the same time that he too was fighting cancer and then he passed and he passed privately and he passed with his family um yeah it it's it's beyond it's beyond crazy um 43 i think he was he was not just black panther either i i went to imdb and he has looks like he has 34 different acting credits um yasuke right now is in pre-production still I don't know if we'll ever see that movie because he's he's gone. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom came out this year or it was completed this year, it says. I don't know if it's come out yet or not. Of course, he was he was in uh, The Five Bloods. That's a 2020 movie. All the Avengers movies, Civil War, Black Panther. He played Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. Message from the King, Gods of Egypt, Draft Day, uh, 42. I haven't seen this movie, uh, but apparently he knocked it out of the park as Jackie Robinson. There was one uh, Get On Up in 2014. He played James Brown, which I think is pretty cool. He was on a, a slew of TV shows. I don't know if they were guest appearances or if he was a, a series regular, but Fringe, Justified, Castle, The Glades, uh, Persons Unknown, Detroit 187, Lincoln Heights, Cold Case. He even was on an episode of ER, it looks like, back in 2008. He's got uh, eight producing credits, one writing credit, two directing credits, one editing credit, Blood Over a Broken Pond back in 2008. He was a very prolific, a very prolific actor. And from interviews that I've I've heard him uh talk in he was just a, a a kind and decent human being as well he meant a lot to a lot of people and he meant a lot uh to me he was an introduction and a good introduction too to a character. It's not like 
Not like an introduction where you're like, ah, man, that stunk. And then everything else beyond that's gravy. There's going to be some big boots to fill for Black Panther. And don't mistake me. I don't want to see Chadwick Boseman recast or not Chadwick Boseman recast. That's a very uh, meta supernatural thing. Um, I don't want to see Black Panther recast. I would prefer if in the movies, if in Black Panther 2, and God, I hope they still make Black Panther 2, uh, that they they pass the torch on to Shuri, T'Challa's younger sister. And she becomes... I was kind of rooting for Shuri to be um, the, the torchbearer for Iron Man, and she's like a tech genius as well. Why would she not just build a suit of armor and become uh, the the next Iron Man. But in light of uh, Chadwick's passing, it makes more sense to have her take up the mantle of uh, Black Panther. And hopefully they write T'Challa out of the story in a, in a good, uh, compassionate way. I think it would be, it'd be too insensitive and it would be, um, too, I don't know. It wouldn't be the right thing to recast his character. I mean, this is not a, the Black Panther character is not a, a Joker character, a Shakespearean character that can be cast and recast. There's been one good appearance in film, and that is Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of this character retire T'Challa just retire in unless there's like some I know Marvel you know does the multiverse thing there's different worlds different earths um and a different version came from a different earth but for this earth for this iteration for this cinematic universe I would prefer people over at Marvel and Disney uh (laughs) I know you guys are regular listeners of the Culture Jacked experience um Please don't recast him. Please don't recast him. I want to I want to end uh, this episode um, by a quote. I believe he said it in Civil War um, from from the Black Panther himself. <clears throat> in my culture, death is not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. You reach out with both hands, and bast and segment, they lead you into the green veld, where you can run forever.